Hello, 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 and welcome. I think I kind of cut that off abruptly, but you get the picture. Uh, in case you were wondering, that's winning moments. Um, it was just, I don't have an artist, artist name. It's just called winning moments. Oh, excuse me. It's by the Riverside. So in case you were wondering, that's by the Riverside. And... I'm coming to you today, your host, Nita the One, and we're going to just dive on in and break through the shadows. The episode is episode 17, and it's the teen bride slash still a child. Okay, now we're going to just dive right in, okay? This is going to go kind of fast because um, these are recordings. I'm very limited with the time. Um, so how many of you are familiar with the term child bride? It's really seriously a problem and has been a problem. And I, I think a lot of people think it's stuff that just goes on in other countries. No, you really need to look into it if you're not familiar with it. Because basically a child bride is anyone uh, under the legal age of 18. So now... This is what's considered legally by the law of the land, like if you're 18. For some of you, you may feel that this is still too young to be getting married. And I, for some ways, I could kind of agree with that because you could think you got it going on 18. Heck, you can even think you got it going on at 22, 25. And later on in life, you're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I thought I was one point, but I really wasn't. So, however, at 18, you are considered an adult by the law, and therefore you are legally able to get married. But this is not the same case with a child bride. For the most part, in 49 states, you do have to be 18, okay? But there are judicial exceptions. And in 25 states, no statutory absolute minimum age, meaning a minor can marry another minor or an adult in at least 25 of those states. Woo! And this has been effective since May of 2018. Wow, wow, wow. And the laws are constantly changing on stuff like this, people. Especially if we're not going to do the due diligence to look it up. I know when I was younger, it was a little bit harder, but there were some places you could go. But now, let me just call out a few places for you. Like, okay, if you're worried, the state of New Jersey, you do have to be 18 over. And this is not so people could jump and go do it. No, this is because 
It really is a problem. And let me just pause right here and say, this is a message seriously to the young girls because I was there and I know when you're young, you're very impressionable. And I know that you can say, you know, you adults or you older people keep saying that bull crap. You know, I'm tired of hearing that shit. I know what the fuck I'm, excuse me, this one's going to be a little bit vulgar. Um, I'm going to make sure to put um, explicit on it. Be, I get a little raw with this one because it's really getting more into me. And, and I try not to. I'm really trying not to. But I'm telling you, I know how it feels. You're young. You're 15. You're 16. And my goodness, if you've already been through things in your life, you're like, you don't know my story. You don't know what I've been through. So who the hell are you to tell me what I can't do? <laughs> Shit, if I want to get married, I know what the fuck I'm doing. I mean, we practically live together anyway. You know, we have a good time. We got an excellent relationship. Your story when you got married is not necessarily going to be mine. And that could be very well true. You know, we could grow up and have a, it's lots of people who fell in love when they were high school sweethearts and they made it work and they got married young and they had children. Yeah, they might have struggled, but they didn't go through bullshit. And who's to say, Ma, I'm going through bullshit. You're absolutely right. But I'm here to tell you that nine times out of 10, getting married as a young person, when you think that you've got it figured out, you think that you're capable of handling it because you've already been in adult situations or because things are pretty smooth. But you don't know what's around the corner. You don't know. In a lot of those cases, these men are plotting these guys. I mean, he could only be a couple of years older than you. It may not be my situation. He could be a couple of years older than you or near your age. But these guys sometimes have arterial motives, and especially the older they are. And I'm talking in these cases because I'm serious. When they say an adult, they mean an adult, okay? And you don't have to take my word for it. Look it up. I'm, I'm getting serious, people. I'm getting serious. Because like I said, this really hits home. This hits hard home for me. Okay, so... Go look into it because it, it changes and especially the older they are. Now, you know, people can say it's arranged marriages, it's this and that, but I don't care which way you slice the pie, it's still pie. And it's still a hot ass pie out the oven. And that's the way I'm looking at it. You know, people can say, oh, well, God, you know, that's apple pie. Uh, that's you know, yeah, the pie is hot out the oven, but I mean, it ain't gonna kill you. It's hot. It's pie at the end of the day. It's pie, and at the end of the day, these are children. So don't hand me that crap that is your custom. Don't hand me that crap. I, and I get it. People have customs. I really do. I'm not knocking people for their customs and their lands. I get it. I have traveled to places I know about customs. So don't come for me saying, oh, well, no, you don't. Know. I know. I'm telling you what I know. 
But I'm also telling you that there's no reason, I don't care what your customs are, there's no reason why this young child is being groomed to be with this older man. It's no way. So as I was saying, I'm not going to call out all the places and I'm already getting ahead of myself, but I just wanted to touch bases with the youth to say, I'm serious. I have been in your place. It is fine to take your time because you, even if you think you want time and you may be that one or 2% exception, but take it slow. I'm serious. Cause nine times out of 10, it don't really go that well. It don't go the way you think it's gonna go. So back to my my talk, okay? You know, like so, the seventeen year old category to be seventeen, there were a couple of states like Washington, Oregon, Nebraska, Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky. You know, there's like a couple. At sixteen, the list gets longer, okay? We're talking about Montana, North and South Dakota. Illinois, Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio, Alabama, and on and on. And they even go and break it down into a 15-year-old category. It's like, what? So for 15-year-olds, like, okay, you're talking about Utah, Indiana, And for the 14th category, 14 years old, you can head right on over to North Carolina or Arkansas. And that's, I'm telling you people, look it up. It's, it's terrible because a lot of people, I think a lot of the adults are thinking it's 18. It's 18. Well, in my state, it's 17. Well, in my state, it's 16. Well, in my state, I think it's 18. And some parents don't even really take the time to know or look it up. Look it up for your state. Better yet, look it up for your county and your zone. Because your state law may say this, but your county might have an exception or something. I'm just saying. I ain't saying that's what's going on, but I'm just saying it could be. I didn't sit there and take the time to look up every county, every city. But hey, you're the parent, you have a child, look it up and say, oh my goodness, I had no idea. Or you can say right now, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. But with that out the way, we're going to dive right in to what we're really here today to mainly talk to you about, and that is story time. I'm here today to share. Now, I'm currently writing a book about the arranged marriage, so I don't want to really give away too many details, but I can give you some insight that you may find in the book as well. Uh, like, for example, that I was first introduced to my future husband at that age, at the age of three. Okay. Now, keep in mind, this man was, what, 10 years older than me. So you do the math. Now, I talked a little bit about this in the episode called Grooming, and there was a two-part series of episodes on Grooming. So if you haven't checked out Grooming on my podcast, please go check out those episodes because I talked a little bit about that. Now, by the time 
fast forward, and I'm in like seventh grade. I think it was like around the seventh or eighth grade. He was much more active in my life. And I remember he was already graduated from high school. Okay. And he's about to finish college, you know, so that gives you a judge, judge of like the age difference, major. And so he's, and I can remember because he was coming to school to pick me up whenever he had like a break or what happened to be the weekends. Now I know what you're wondering, how in the world did you meet him at three? And you're talking about the seventh grade. I mean, did your mom know? Uh, duh. Yes. Yes, she did. I mean, who do you think was taking me at a young age to meet him? My mom. Now, during this time, I was experiencing things at home. Um, and I've been experiencing things before this, you know, back when I was three. But we're going to fast forward and go back to when I was like in this, we'll call that the junior high school level. And so I was experiencing things at home that I really was trying to get out of. And I thought this guy was my savior. I thought because I could tell him stuff and in the weekends we would spend by this point, the times with the talks we had, I felt like maybe he could save me and get me out of this crap that I'm in. And I was young and I'd already had put my trust into him. I didn't really think so at the time, but now looking back on it, I gave him my trust as a small child, visit him off and on at his mom's house. So eventually he would rescue me from what was going on at home in a way, along with my father discovering also what was actually going on with me. And that was a lot. You know, it was a lot going on. And during that time, my father wasn't really aware. Now, he was aware of the range of marriage situation. And he was also aware of the fact that the family, like him and my mom, were receiving a monthly allotment because of it. However, my father was under the impression that we would not be married until I was 18, at least and finished school. Like I had to be out of school and I had to be 18. Uh, yeah, this guy, the soon to be husband had other plans, okay? So for the purpose of this podcast, so I don't have to keep saying husband, future husband, this guy, this dude. Um, and for the book, um, not to release any identities or anything. Well, at least yet, okay? Because I'm still out on that jury, but we will call him what's the name like what's you know i'm trying to think what can i use <sighs> that's so crazy as i see her thinking of names and things that pop to my mom because i actually almost just said one of the names it's like funny because i think if i was to say that a lot of people would probably be like not saying that people, I have that many people listening, but if somebody that kind of knows me, I mean, people that know me listen to it, it's going to probably be like, oh, I know who she's talking about. But for some people, if I said that, they may be like, oh, hold up. You talking about way back? 
hold on, come on, wait, I can do that. Oh, I happen to know that name. I happen to know that. Uh, so, no. For this purpose, we're just going to say, uh, we're just going to go with Chicago. Chicago is his name. And I think that would be very fitting since he loves it there so much. Mm -hmm. Now, so to get back to the story, and I mean, things that I'm bringing up and tell you, like, this is going to be an ongoing. I keep telling you guys that, but it is. It's an ongoing thing because it's so much. <laughs> it's so much compacted that I cannot sit on one podcast and tell you the whole story. So anyway, you know, I head off to high school and things are really heating up and he's actually coming to see me even more. Now, first, my parents tell him he really can't come get me during the week because, you know, she's in school. She's got her classes and that's her education's first, all that stuff. And he can visit, but we can't really hang out like that. Only on the weekend. So at first he follows these guidelines, you know what I'm saying? He he until he gets tired of it. He's the type of guy that doesn't mind playing the lawn for a while. Um, so, you know, he would go along with the game until he was ready to speed things up or change the rules. Like, okay, you know, that's long enough. So after a few weekends, he first started bringing me home later and later. And I keep reminding him all through this, like, you know, I got a curfew. My parents are going to trip out because the last time, you know, you got me home like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And my, my mom said I got a curfew. Oh, my gosh, you got to get me home. So he would make excuses at first, like, oh, man, you know, dang, it's it's 10 o'clock. Oh, man, you know, I didn't know it was that late. Dang, my bad. I'm sorry. You know, the, let me get you home. Yeah, shoot. And, you know, telling my mom, oh, my gosh, please don't get mad at her. You know, he's telling my parents as we coming up. Like, don't be mad at her. Don't fuss at her. It's my fault, man. We was watching a movie and blase, blase, blase. One thing lets another. And I forgot I got lost track of time. Or he would say things, you know, like the excuses was on. Like, he would say things like, oh, man, you know, I completely forgot. It was a school night. And, you know, we, we went down, we went out to the beach. And then we, we picked up and we saw this and, 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 before I know it, by the time I got back to all the traffic, it was like 11 o'clock. Now, mind you, some of those times, that wasn't really the case, okay? But if you had to Google it, well, we didn't have Google like that then, but if you had to looked into it, you would have found out that they really did have an event. The traffic was heavy, but he would use those scenarios and like, where was I? Okay, we would chill up the whole time. <laughs> so it really wasn't exactly what he was saying it was. You know what I'm saying? Not every single time. Sometimes it was legit. Sometimes we were really like, oh, we went to the movies and we went to go see the last movie because by the time we left the restaurant, you know, things like that. So sometimes it was legit. Um, But, you know, he would just... Then he got to the point where he would just laugh at, like if I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, I gotta get home and scurvy," he'd be like, <laughs> "Like, sh shut up, be quiet. I get you home when you get home." It's like, uh, "Okay, my parents are gonna flip," you know. So, um, 
And this would go on until like sometimes he would have moved too. He would be like, you know, I don't get it. What's going on? I mean, you're supposed to be my wife anyway. Like they know. I mean, it's not like you hang out with somebody they don't know. They know me. Da -da 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 -da. Like what's the big deal? And I would be like, it's the big deal because I'm still in school and a minor. Now, I know what some of you are thinking like, okay, yeah, that's right. You did mention you were still in school and you mentioned you was a minor. Now, if you're also probably wondering, like, was there any sex going on at this point? Uh, of course it was, okay? Now, the weekend soon drift over into the week, okay, by this point. And now he's coming to get me from my parents' house, like, anytime he wants to, okay? So, I'm also staying with him until he's ready to take me home. Like, that's how it happens. Like, I would be like, oh my gosh, you know, it's getting late. And sometimes he would fake, I mean, he would go through the whole thing, like, he's so sleepy, like, oh my God, I can't even keep my eyes open. Girl, I'm going to take you home in the morning. Just let me get, you know, like, and that was eventually, but it would be like in the beginning, like, oh my God, I'm so tired. Please just let me get 30 minutes to sleep. Let me get an hour, man. Or he would say, I've been drinking too much. Let me chill for a little bit. Let me like crash for a little bit and I'll take you home. So yes, he was drinking around a minor and yes, I was participating. Because I'm telling you, by this time, I was in love with getting me a cold beer. Mm. And that's nothing to really brag on. You know, I'm just being real. I'm telling you how it was. It was like, oh, yeah, where's my beer? I knew that, hey, when it was Fridays and the weekends and we hanging out, like, I knew I was going to get my beer. Like, that was no question about it. So time goes on and he, you know, and it's not a lot of time in between. That's another thing that I want to point out. There's not a lot of time between these level ups, if you want to say. If you if you want to call it that, like between each level up. There's not a lot of time. You know, so. <clears throat> It's, it, this shit's crazy, I'm telling y'all. Y'all just don't know, but it's crazy. So between each level, there's, there's like I said, there's not much time. And to the normal, it's not like he took a year before he made his next move, six months before he, no. I mean, sometimes it would be just as much as like last Saturday, like last weekend, you got me home at 10. And now this weekend, you want to get me home at 12, 31 o'clock. And you might do that for two weekends. And now it goes to, you know, I had to take you home in the morning. Like, it's that quick. And it, it, it don't even necessarily be two weekends. I mean, it might be the very next week. It could be the next day. So I'm saying that's how it's like things were rapidly changing and moving so much. So... You know, he comes to me and he's like, yo, I'm looking for an apartment. And I really didn't think much of it at first. You know, I'm like, oh, he about to get his own place. At the time, he was living with one of his aunts. So I'm thinking, you know, oh, okay. He like, yeah, you know, man, we don't really have privacy like that when we there. I mean, we could chill. And yes, I would be at his aunt's house, a minor. Uh-huh. But anyway, 
that's just a whole other topic too. Uh, being around an adult, like I said, I would be at the aunt's house and this is an adult. And this lady was married, okay, with children of her own. But she was allowing her nephew to bring a minor to her home. And yes, not like, oh, this some girl, you know, that's advancing going to school with me. No, uh, I'm coming to your home and you know what's up. <laughs> you know we date. You know you and your husband sitting on one end of the couch and me and him on the other. And I'm going to tell you, that's straight up truth. And <clears throat> so, you know, like, we're watching a movie. And I'm not saying we would be that booed up like a blanket. Uh, we might if it was really cold, but, you know, our hands would be out and all that stuff. But, yeah, like her and her husband... Her and her husband got a blanket. Like I said, if it's cold like that or chilly like that. So, you know, and we sit and watch the movie and it's like, it's 11 o'clock. We watching a movie, okay? It's a school night. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my goodness. This is crazy, but I was going to say how there are adults that will allow that to go on around them. So don't think, you know, a lot of times I agree with like, mm, no, ain't no way, honey. I don't play that. I don't play. Yeah, you're saying that because you're saying it in public. Or you're saying that because a lot of people that you're talking to at the time are against it. But there are a lot of people, I'm telling you, there are a lot of people, adults, who will sit there and allow their children to be in certain situations, knowing <laughs> that it's wrong. So I'm going to say that right there, but moving along, um, let me watch my time where I'm at. See, I'm going to have to pause this and put a part two to this. Um, yeah, I didn't really think I was going to go that far, but the time is almost up. So before I run out of time, I think I just will stop it and just say to you that if you're looking, it's going to be a part two to this and I'm going to pick right. I mean, I'm literally going to come right back on and continue talking. OK. All right. You may not even know, because actually what I'll do is I'll put it all together in one episode. It's not going to be a part one or two. It's going to be all in one episode, but it's just going to be longer. All right. Okay, so like I said, I just, I'm back. So, like I said, um, you know, I didn't really think much of the apartment thing. I really didn't much think it to it. You know, I'm thinking like, oh, he's saying he's getting an apartment. And it's like, oh, okay, well, you know. And, you know, that's like the first couple of days of, or first couple of times he's mentioning it. And I'm like, yeah, well, where are you going? And he like. Did you look at the apartment? You know, he gives me like guides and apartment brochures. Like, you've been looking and I'm like, um, like, no. I'm like, oh, you want me to help you pick it out? Like, I'm thinking, 
oh, I didn't know you just said you was getting an apartment. And you're like, yeah. I mean, I want your opinion. You're like, yeah. Dave's like, you're going to be living there too? It's your place. And I'm thinking, what? So, you know, he asked me to go and we started looking at apartments. And I can admit, I was happy. Okay? I can admit that now. Like, now, back, you know, at first when I was still recalling some of this stuff, before I had my full self-awareness kind of on, and you'd have asked me, I'd be like, and you'd be like, girl, but you was happy back then in school because of the hurt, because of the pain. I'm going to be honest with you. You told me, I was like, I was not happy. I mean, okay, if I was happy, right, I was thinking probably like because I was getting away from home, maybe, uh, you know, that's a place I could go as a teen and cut up and be cool and do what I wanted to do without having to follow rules. So I might have been a little happy, but it won't like I was all that like it's my place. Mm. It was everything I just said, but it was also and I hate to admit it. It was also the feeling of, yeah, I'm happy because I was attracted to him at that time deeply and not even knowing how deep I was, okay? So I start flipping in these books and once I realized, oh, I'm going to be living there. Oh, well, forget this little apartment that I just showed you or talked about. Um, we're going to look at the ones that's nice and expensive. And yeah. I was going for the, the the top ones. Like I was going for the ones that's got like dishwasher. And and back you have to realize that this was back when, I mean, for some apartments now, it's still a luxury to have a dishwasher. So, you know, back in these times when this was happening, like your regular apartments didn't have, I mean, they didn't have a washer dryer, didn't have a dishwasher. They might have not been central air heat. So all of those things was like, whoa, that's nice. You hear somebody like, hey, we got an apartment and it's got central air heat and I got a dishwasher, washer and dryer, full-size washer, dryer, dishwasher, blah, blah, blah. And you be like, what? Dang, they live in good. That's a bad place. They got a badass apartment. That shit late. Okay, but that was back in, you know, this was back in the day. So I was impressed. I'm like, he can afford his shit. He gonna get a really nice place. And, you know, he was working and also with other projects. So he wasn't hurt. He wasn't hurt for a dollar. So it was like, oh yeah, we're gonna look. After he moved in, I would initially just spend about the same time as before. I mean, it really... Was there any change it, it, except going from the aunt's house? That's the only difference, except from leaving your your room, your bedroom at your aunt's house. Now we at this whole full fledged apartment. That's the only thing. Um, and it was the same thing. Like, okay, I got to get home, you know, and that would turn into him saying. Uh, well, he didn't feel like taking me home. Like I said before, like he's tired. So I would have to stay the night. Now, if you're paying any attention to what I have said, then you know that he liked to switch it up. He liked to level up on you. 
And so uh, this few nights back to back started happening, you know? So it goes to every now and then I had to stay over. And I would be like, I got school. He would like, I'll take you to school. That went from, well, why don't you just bring something? You need to start having clothes around here. I can't bring no clothes. It went to, oh, I get there. Guess what? Look in the closet. Like, what? Hey, look in the closet. Are those for me? Yeah, I got you some clothes. So you don't need to be, if you be here, you get up late, you know, you good. You just get dressed and go to school. And it would be like, uh. And those few nights, like I said, turn into back-to-back -back nights, which becomes now I'm here all week. And now it's like, okay, I've been here Monday through Friday. I was here the whole weekend before, and I've been here all week. I need a break. I miss my room. You know, even though I had crap going on at home, they were my parents. This is what I was used to, okay? So it was like... I miss my room. I miss. See, I want to see my dad. <laughs> Even though my mom get on, I want to see my mom. Um, I miss my room. I want to be in my bed, my own bed, smell my own covers. You know, I miss my stuffed animals. And yes, I was so into them things back then. Like I still look at a stuffed animal. Catch me on a good day. I will still peep my eye at one. But back then, I was, like, kind of obsessed with this stuff. Like, if I saw a stuffed animal, I had to get it. That's how bad I was on it. But what does that prove? I was still a child. So no matter how much you pop your lips and drink a beer and roll up and do this and smoke cigarettes and, 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 and wave your hand in the air and curse and do all that stuff that make you feel like you've grown, you still in the midst of it, turn around and do something that's childish, that proves that you're still a child. Because that was me. I wanted to be home sometimes when I had a break, like I need my stuff out. So soon, you know, time goes on. I found myself pregnant. Mm -hmm. You knew it was coming. Yep. If you keeping up with the story, I mean, you like, girl, that was a given. Oh, yeah. So, at this point, I already know what kind of man he is for real, okay? And I already experienced abuse on many levels already. And it was the mild end. And I'm not saying at that time it wasn't serious, what I experienced. Because that was all that I experienced as far as with him. But it was the mild end. Oh, trust me, it was going to get a little heavier. So I didn't want to really have a baby at that time. I didn't really want to, I went, I was like, you know, I don't know if I want to have this kid with him because like, it's crazy because he this and he that. And I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to get myself to wondering, like, do I want to bring a child into this? Or like, do I even want to stay with him? So I tried little things, you know, like, oh, I ain't taking my prenatals. Forget that. And I started lifting heavy stuff around the apartment and all this. And I know it sounds bad, especially considering coming from me, because I'm a person who loves children. And even as a child, I love children, okay? But I did miscarry this one. 
but it wasn't really from what I was doing. It actually was a particular event where he gets upset and mad like he do. And he starts screaming and yelling like he do in his mood about whatever. Like it's usually over something silly. But anyway, I find myself on the floor protecting my stomach and my head. But it's too late. The kicks to my stomach and my back are enough to cause me to miscarry. So that was like the first time I did. Okay. Now the next time, not too long after that, I found myself pregnant again. Now, um, at this particular time, when I have the second one and I find I'm pregnant a second time, he's a little bit more gentle with me. But again, as time went on, I thought, oh no, I'm trapped with him because like I'm about to have a baby with this dude. Oh man, this can't happen. If I have a baby with him, it's going to be like on, like I would never be able to escape the grips. I'm still trying to feel like if I want to be for real, I mean, I know I'm over here all the time, but like, that don't mean nothing because it's cool when we laughing, but when my eyes swollen shut, it's all another ball game. I'm thinking about leaving. So what happens then is um, when I got pregnant the first time, you know, my parents was like, oh, no, you need to get married. Um, we don't want her, blah, blah, blah. You know, that old school, like, keeping up with stuff. And he was a little, like, funny the first time. Like, man, why are you rushing? And, but things changed after I lost the baby. I don't know. I guess he realized um, just how good he had it with me. <laughs> and when I say that, I don't mean it to the point like, oh, girl, get it, girl. Oh, yeah. No, I'm serious. He realized, like, dang, I can treat her like shit. I can do whatever the fuck I want to do to her. He didn't realize that shit. As long as I take her on a few trips, I get her some jewelry, you know, I kiss her on the right places at the right time. Tell her she looked nice and I make her laugh sometimes. I can treat her like purity shit. So why would I, you know, why am I like pushing her away? Oh no, baby girl, come on, come on. Let's let's do this. <laughs> like, let me lock this in even better. <clears throat> so um, you know, it goes on and is like I say, he gets this bright idea that comes up now. Now he's ready for marriage, okay? And so we're going through all this phase of, of like, where can we go? And he's like, oh, you can go to this country. Now, when he first started mentioning other countries, you know, I was like, I'm not leaving the United States to go get married. And I thought because, oh, shoot, like every time it was something like, oh, shoot. And it, it's crazy to describe it because, yes, I was laughing. I just said how he said, oh, he figured if he could make me laugh, it would be all good. So, yes, I laughed with him. Yes, I'm we're joy riding. Yes, we're listening to music. Yes, we're hanging out. Yes, we're doing these things. 
but there was also a fear going on at the same time. There was also, I really don't want to be here. And as crazy as that sounds, and it may look otherwise, I really don't because I know what I go through on a regular. You know, this laughing and going shopping, and hey, that's because, you know, he just choked me like that. And now he want to make up for it and tell me how much he loved me. And so, you know, now he's going to take me on a nice trip and take me or take me to the mall and tell me to get anything from the jewelry store I want. And I mean, literally. <coughs> okay. And, you know, when you're a kid, please, you, you're a kid. Yes. This dude was just, but you're a kid. I'm a child. So you take a child to the mall and tell them a young girl, a child, oh, you can go to the mall and, you know, this jewelry stand right here, you know how they have those jewelry stands in the mall that have the gold rings and the, the bamboo earrings and the gold necklace and bracelet. Oh, you can get anything out of here. You want anything. Oh, anything? And I'm thinking like I can get one thing and I'm looking like, you're like, what's up, you salon? You don't like this? You don't like that? I'm like, yeah, but I'm trying to find. It was like, no, nah, if you want to get it, get whatever you want. You want two or three necklaces? Get it. I'm like, yeah, you tripping. No, nah, for real, go ahead. I'm trying to tell you, I'm sorry. I love you. And this, you know, I want to spoil you. I want to do things for you. Go ahead, get it. Get whatever you want. Get anything out the case. Leave that, go to a jeweler's. You want some diamond earrings? Go on in there and pick out some diamond earrings. Whichever one. You want two or three, get it. I don't give a get. Get whatever you want. It's like, what? Shopping spree? Bitch, I'm about to blow them all out. <laughs> um, Yes, I'll take that, please. Uh, Can I? Oh, I like this ring. It fit my finger good. I'm going to wear this one home. Oh, let me see that one. But of course, I didn't know as a kid, I learned. <laughs> I learned. Yeah. Now, the shopping spree's making up for stuff, right? But what he was doing, he would take me shopping like that. And he'd be like, get anything you want. Like, I'm in the store and they got leather coats. What you want? Which colors? Get all the colors you want. We in a fur store. Oh, you like this fur? No, I like this one. All right, go ahead and get it. Go ahead and get it. You want the long one, too? Yeah, can we, can we get the skinny? Can we get the long one and the short one to go, please, right now? Thank you. You want it in black and brown? Can we get them black and brown? Thank you. And I'm being honest with you. When those moments like that was going on, it's like, oh, shoot. Yeah, girl, got me a fur. Now, I know some of you might be thinking, well, what was you wearing and stuff? But that's another podcast to come up because I, I had places to wear this stuff. But I'm just enjoying it. You know what I'm saying? So... But like I said, in the midst of it, I learned that going too far past the shopping spree, 
Like if I got one or two things, it was all good. But if I went all out and like now I'm getting like now you didn't got greedy. Oh, guess what? You don't have to pay for that. <laughs> you don't have to earn it. You gonna have to work harder for that. That means he can do some more shit because you just got extra. You went ballistic the last time y'all. You went buffoonery crazy when y'all went in that mall. You acted like a fool at the first shot. So that started getting to like, oh, I don't want nothing. Or either, let me get this one. Oh, that's some good. I just know. I just want these earrings. Thank you. I appreciate it. Because I can't say no, I don't want nothing because then you get an attitude. You don't want nothing? I brought you out here to shop. But like, okay, you know, let me just get this top. Uh, this is beautiful. Thank you, darling. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it, honey. <laughs> that's, that's how it would go. But I didn't get greedy and go overboard because it was like, oh, wait a minute. Now I done learned my lesson with that. Okay, so we go on, you know. Um, he's like really pushing on this marriage thing, and I'm like, oh, but you know, ain't nobody, nobody come. Where can we go? Like, so we finally end up um, at Vegas, and I'm not sure what their rules are now. But at this particular time back then, I found out that he, um, I was old enough at Vegas, right? Well, let me put it like this: that's what I was thinking. Come to find out, this dude pays the guy to perform the wedding, even though he didn't want to, and because of my age, but hey. So, um, now, like I said, by this time, we had tried it. We went to New York. We tried, uh, because I was saying no at the time to going out of the country. I just, for some reason, did not. And part of me kept thinking, like, I ain't going out the country with him. He even left me in another country. He even sold me off to somebody in another country. My mom would think that. Like, he is not taking me out the country. That ain't happening. Uh, well, it did later. But at that initial time, that's what I was thinking. He ain't taking me out the country. He think I'm stupid. Da -da 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 -da. So, you know, um... Uh, the New Yorker didn't work out because I remember when the clerk was getting me to sign the paperwork at the courthouse. And yes, it would have been a courthouse wedding. Um, you know, he kept telling me like, oh, we're going to do it big. We're just going to do this right now and to make it official. Um, and then we can have it be. You can actually renew our vows and do it again like a big ceremony. Or, we can, you know, just do what we have in like the reception. That's all people want to do anyway. People don't, I mean, the wedding is nice with the dress, but people just want to come to the reception and party. But it's up to you. You want to do the whole gown and all that, we can do that. But right now, let's just get, let's just get it over with. Let's just go ahead to the crowd. Okay. Because I'm trusting, right? Like, okay. I'm trusting and I'm learning to be obedient. So, okay. Yeah. And... And you mix in the fact that I am, a, I give it a little bit of factuation, okay? Don't tell nobody I said that. But, so anyway, you know, I'm going to fill out the paperwork and I stall. 
and like where I had to sign or something. And the lady's looking at, she's like, what's the problem? You know, and she's like, honey, are you okay? And blah, 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 you sure? And she's like, you know what? I can't in good faith uh, continue to file this paperwork. She's like, why don't you take 24 hours and come back? And if you still feel the same way in a couple of days, take a couple of days. And if you still feel the same way in a couple of days and you want to do it, then I'll go ahead and fill out your paperwork something. And he like, what? So of course he gets mad, you know, because I bounced it up. And of course, you know, there was hell to pay behind that. So anyway, time goes on. We're in Vegas. I'm like, whoa, I'm in Vegas. And I'm like a little upset because it's like, dang, I'm underage. And I, yeah, I get to go in the casinos, but I can't, I can't do nothing. I can't go to the table. Like, I can go and stand with you, but I can't actually play. Like, dang, this ain't fair. Okay. So we're in Vegas doing and going to little places, get tipsy. <clears throat> and I remember like, I'm tipsy. I'm feeling good because I'm having like, I ain't just drinking beer. I'm having like cocktails. Okay. And I remember this was a slick part because he would order a drink. This is what I'm saying. How people turn the eye all the time. He's ordering liquor. Now you got this young girl standing right there beside you. And they'd be like, at first, the initial time when, they, when he first do it, oh, she can't have alcohol. And he'd be like, oh, I know. Oh, she getting a soda, right? You want a soda or water? I'm like, oh, no, I want a soda. All right, yeah, she getting a soda. I want such and such. Okay, he gets it. Another girl walks past. Hey, sir, you know. Oh, yeah, can you can you get me a such and such? Oh, well, you know she can't. He's like, yeah, I know that. She's not drinking. She got soda. And I would hold my soda up like, this is what I'm drinking. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, because she can't have alcohol. And you want, yeah, I want a such and such. Well, the cup, the first one, he has a sitting light between me and him. Of course he's taking a sip, but guess what? I take a sip too. Or well, I heard him finish my soda, and now he pours some in my cup. One or the other. So anyway, this time goes on, I'm getting tipsy. Like, I could feel it. Like, whoa. And I'm thinking under the pressure at first that we were playing around. Like I remember being like walking down the aisle and laughing and having the veil and to keep sliding down my forehead, you know. And I keep remembering the man saying, Oh, can you repeat after me your vows and blah? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm thinking it was just playtime. Like, you know, the pretend. Like we didn't really do it. Like, we were just pretending. And I remember like taking pictures and getting these mugs and a calendar and all this little stuff. And I'm thinking like, you know, we were just playing around. That wasn't serious until I awaken in the morning and I hear somebody saying, good morning, wife. And it's like, what? And I look at my hand and there's this ring and I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, we got married. And I look on the floor and I see the veil and I see the white outfit. I see the stockings. I see all this stuff. And I'm like, what? Are you serious? So we're back at the apartment. You know, I'm looking out for the marriage license because it's like, okay. When it, first, I was thinking like, oh, my gosh, it's legit. 
But then I realized and learned, well, you're not really married until you officially complete the marriage license and turn it in. So I felt like I could block it, which I did, and I hid it. Um, but he later found out about it, got upset, ordered another one, and completed those forms himself. And so he was trying to comfort me with it all, telling me, like, you know, I'm rushing into it because I want to add you to my stuff at my job, like the medical. You know, I got to pay out of pocket every time you go to the doctor or every time you want to do something. I want to add you to my, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> mm. I want to add you to my services. And uh, darn, I'm about to run out of time on this one. So let me hurry up. You know, he's like, I want to add you and I want to get a life insurance policy. Now, keep in mind when that came up on the topic, I did get a little bit nervous. It's like, what? Like, oh my goodness. Like, is this dude looking to knock me off? There would be days I would be worried literally about that. Like, am I going to have an accident today? Like, uh, he, he just said, like, we going walking. We going, like, I don't know. This mug got a policy and it was hefty. So I was nervous. So anyway, time goes on and I actually get pregnant with my first son. And he's a junior and I have him all the way. He's precious. I love him so much. And I can still see him as a baby. You know, I still see all of that. I've got a couple of minutes, guys. So I'm trying to reel this in because I didn't really want to have to but I may just have to pause it. Let me just pause and keep on and then come right back, okay? Okay, like I said, oh, this is kind of longer. I, this is crazy, but so, um, yeah. So, you know, I, I'm i having my son and I, I, I can remember all of the faces, like him being a baby and me holding him in my arms and smelling him. He had this blanket. Uh, he had this receiving blanket that I just would love. Even when I washed it, I still would smell him. And I remember him learning to walk. You know, I remember him starting to talk, playing with his toys. And I really enjoyed being a mother. I really did. Giving my son the love and affection that he needed, along with making sure all of his needs was met, was a true joy to my life. And when I think about it, I still get emotional because that was my firstborn baby. It was my firstborn, actually born baby. And excuse me. To look at his little fingers and toes and to see him get old and to hear him say things like, mommy. Mm, mm, mm. It just, it gets me. But, uh, so 
you know, like I said, I'm giving him love and affection. And I'm holding him all the time. And of course, he's a baby. Like, you know, and I was breastfeeding at the time. So he's a baby and breastfeed. Of course, I'm going to have him a lot, you know. But I realized soon and learned that that's the part of the problem. I was giving him too much attention, okay? And I wasn't giving his father enough attention. So he would get mad if I was showing our son more attention than him. And he would take him to his aunt's house. And it would be, you know, at first, like, just maybe overnight. And that would go to a day. And then that would go to a couple of days. And then that would go to a week. I haven't seen my son. And now it's been a couple of weeks I haven't seen my son. And during this whole time, he's, like, picking me up for school. And so... I would cry when I was at school sometimes because I missed him so much. And even if I stay home and didn't go to school, I would cry there too. And the times he did pick me up from school, I would get my hopes up. Like, oh my gosh, hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm getting in the car. Like I'm making sure those days I'm out there on time. You know, I don't lollygag, you know, so my friends at school like, girl, what's up? You know, can I ask you something? And I'm like, girl, I got to go. I'm being completely rude to them because it's like, I don't want to be out there. School let out at what time? I'm outside. School let out at 2.15. I'm outside at 2.15. I'm not giving him no excuses not to go get my son. So I'm out there. I'm smiling. Even though I don't feel like it. He opened the door. I'm getting in. He's asking me how was my day. I'm talking and I'm trying my best to not be snappy, not have an attitude, not give him any reason to not want to stop and pick him up. I apologize. I did not think I was going to get this emotional. But this is something that still sticks with me. And it's a work in progress. I know. And so, <clears throat> it would really hurt the times he would actually ride past the house. And would not stop. After me being cool, after me being respectful, after me saying, How was your day? And I'm looking back at the house, like, Why didn't you stop? Can't lose my cool because he may not do it tomorrow if I go off. So hold it together. And I close my eyes and I think about how my baby looks. 
then I get home and I I cater to him. And I pamper him because I want to see my baby. Please. I start begging. Please. Can you please go get him, please? I miss him so much. Of course he would play on it and dangle him like a carrot in front of me. Oh, you want me to go get him? Well, you know what you gotta do. You gotta do this X, Y, Z. You gotta do this for me. I'm gonna need you to do something for me. What do I get out the deal? And it would be like anything you want. I promise I'll do anything. Just please go get him. Oh my God. This is stuff I had to work on, guys. I'm telling you because those was basically some nightmarish days and that's why i say not just for me but for people that are going through the exact same thing that i was going through or similar where you're going through abuse into the outside world it may look like but i i chalk a lot of it up because i was young and because i was still a kid a child and because of other things I have been through, I had learned how to bounce back. I had learned the show must go on. Girl, you wipe your face. You put a little makeup on and you keep moving. So what? You sore. You walk like you don't feel anything. And you put on a show and you go to school and you smile. Or you go with him to a meeting or you go with him to a function and you smile. I apologize. Nobody wants to hear a bunch of sniffling. I'm sorry. But I'm telling you. They were dark days. And then he would go get them for a couple of days and I would be so happy. And all of this goes on back and forth, back and forth. Until eventually, he actually literally takes him away from me permanently. Oh. <sighs> oh my goodness. This is getting a little bit too deep and I 
I think I better stop right now. But I just wanted to give you a peek into a teen marriage as a child. These are things that that child has to go through. And it's high time in society that we really, truly care about our children. I have so much coming up that I plan on talking about in October, as I already mentioned to you. But for the, well, I mentioned that on my Facebook, but for those who don't know, <clears throat> I plan on talking about it because a lot of this stuff that's out here, I'm telling you, I know. I'm telling you what I know. A lot of this stuff out here that's supposed to be helping children, these charities, these organizations, it ain't nothing but a pipeline and a filter to keep children in a system of abuse, terror. I know firsthand, I'm telling you. It is time that we as society say it is enough. You see something, you need to report it. And the sad part about reporting it is the child may go to somewhere worse. I don't know, we're gonna have to have discussions on that because I'm serious. It's just, I've always had a place in my heart for children and I, I see why because of my life. No child should have to go through terror and traumas. Not even an adult, but at least as an adult, Come on, can you wait till I'm grown? Give me a chance to learn how to walk shit. Give me a chance to be a fucking child. And it's tears that I'm crying now ain't all for me. I'm thinking about the children. I'm thinking about the ones who are in this situation. And they wish so bad that they could be saved. They want the door to open up and then they want that angel to appear and rescue them. They want something to happen to the abuser, even though they love them. They've grown to love them. And you take a child that has experienced that and then put them on top of that in a situation of arranged marriage. What? And with the person that the type of person you put them with. Whoa, it's a lot. So, as I said, I'm just giving you a peek. We're going to go a little bit deeper. I really didn't even mean to go this heavy and far with it, but 
I just wanted to share. I just wanted to let you know because there's so many children suffering and we've really got to. Something has to be done. So I'm going to pause and I'm going to end this episode. I just want all of you who are blessed enough to have your children in your life. And I get it. You work every day. You're tired. You're stressed. You got bills. I mean, hell right now, people worry about their mortgage and car payments and light bills. And you need tires on the truck and tires on the car. Car insurance got to be paid. It's three months behind. I get it. But you bless, you got your baby. <laughs> you know where your children are. They're in their bedroom across the hall from you. Go in their room and hug them and kiss them. Because <laughs> there's a whole lot of mothers. Because I'm one of them. That would love to be able to put my hand on my baby. My son is grown. But I still can't put my hands on him. You have your child in your life. And I'm not saying you ain't going to have a day you ain't stressed. But you are blessed beyond measures. That man left you and them kids. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. That he didn't take those kids from you. There are women who have children that are buried. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. I'm serious, because it's so easy for us to complain. It's so easy for us to get caught up in what we got going on. How your day was stressed. Your kids asking you to help them put this puzzle together. This is why I talked about taking time out. Take time out. Because you are blessed that you can put your hands on your baby. You're blessed that your child is grown and you get to talk to them on the phone. Or you get to hug your kid. You get to see your grandchildren. You're blessed. You get to post pictures of your grandchildren or your children on Facebook and Instagram, TikTok and videos with them. You're blessed. 
And yes, it can be stressful, but you gotta, sometimes you gotta sit back and say, you know what? I ain't gonna complain today. Cause this woman out there don't even know where their kids at. Don't know what they doing. Don't have a clue what they look like. There's women out there who kids are in the ground and they know it. They had to bury their kid. Because some maniac went left. There's some women who know who their children are. <laughs> Your child is flaunting in your face, but you can't have a relationship with them. You got to love your own damn kid from a distance. Mm, 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 mm. So I'm telling you, take time out because you are blessed. I ain't saying your life is perfect. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying <clears throat> just be grateful for what you got. Count it all joy. I'm going to go ahead for real and end this for real. I keep saying it. Then the next time we're going to pick up in another episode and I'm going to try to keep it a little bit because uh, this one's going to be hefty. It's going to be like maybe an hour and a half, but I'm going to try my best to keep it like at least an hour, you know, not to really go berserk, but we're going to pick up and story time is going to keep going. And like I said, this is going to be for the rest of September. I'm going to share some things like this because, <clears throat> excuse me. Because I'm leading up to what I'm going to talk about in October. When I talk about the children. The whole month of October is all about the children. And so, you know, stuff like this gets you. And you're like, girl, I don't want no Debbie Downer. I ain't listening to this. That's fine. But I, I have to just share I have to share it. I have to release it and put it out there and share it. And some of you may even say, well, how are you going to help people and you still cry? Uh, yeah. Because I know, but this is something I still get emotional. There are going to be some things, this is why I was saying it. It's a lotus, but it's a process. And I'm not doing what I used to do. I used to half-ass at it. Like half-ass heal myself. I cry for a day or two a week and then be like, ooh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm fine. Because I done buried it and put it away. I wasn't really dealing with the issues. I was just burying it. <clears throat> but not anymore. Mm-mm. But anyway, that's a whole nother podcast. See, I'm, I'm going on and on and on. I, I like to thank you for listening and bearing with me for this long time. My yawn and my coughing and all this stuff. 
Because I'm doing this in like the wee hours of the morning. And I'm up sometimes real late anyway. So I was like, let me go ahead and just record the now. Like, why wait till tomorrow morning? Just go ahead. And I didn't know it was going to go this far. I didn't know it was going to go this deep. But i like to thank you for listening. And as always, please take care. Till the next time, remember you too can come out of the shadows and into the light. It was great having you listening to me. Really, it was. Thank you.